You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL, and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and coming in for the thrice time in a row, Tokyo Drift is what we're calling this episode. Adam Chenault, the biggest Beagles fan in the world. It's the same, but different. The cars go sideways this time. Yeah, they drift. <laughs> it's going to be a hit. It's going to be a hit. And down south, deep in Texas, we have Graham Trainer. This is a collect call from Pete Golding. Will you accept the charges? Pete, sorry, we have to hang up on you. We can't, we can't take it. Not now. We, we what can't. The hell, Massey? We, <laughs> yep, we can't do that. We can't do that, Pete. We're not that type of show. We keep it squeaky clean here on uh, Teton Sports Talk. Hey, it's me. I'm in here with him. We're in the drunk tank together. Yeah, Pete's not doing so well. He puked all over himself. Uh, I think he's going to lose his job. Saban's not happy. Uh, Pete, well, tell if you could uh, get a message to Pete. I don't know how you're going to do that, but uh, <laughs> just tell him we're all hoping, what is it, that he doesn't have to go out for family time, you know, like the Auburn mm-hmm. coaches have to retire for family reasons. Oh, yeah, yeah, one of the, the Urban Meyer family reasons. The yeah. Urban Meyer family reasons. That's a statement coming Mm, what do you, what do you say? Three or four days from the uh, uh, Alabama Crimson Crimson Tide Athletics Association staff. Yep. Derp, derp, derp. Ready for it. Um, we gotta we gotta lead with the biggest story of the week. A lot has happened this week, but none bigger than Adam Schefter absolutely messing up Tom Brady's retirement speech. Not speech, but uh, announcement. Yeah, the bad the bad Adam. It must be a contract year for Schefter. He really has to break some stories this year in order to uh, interrupt somebody's vacation. Yeah, Tom Brady's on a boat somewhere filming the last, the last episode of The Man in the Arena, and Schefter just <clears throat> breaks it, and he has to get that phone call. Someone comes in in a helicopter and lands on his yacht. Mr. Brady, you're going to want to see this, and just holds him a phone of Adam Schefter's Twitter, and he's like, Schefter got me again. Damn Shefty. I know he tried Tom Brady was trying to do the admirable thing and not take away from the day of championship football and Adam Schefter trying to ruin the Bengals party. What a what a little turd. Yeah. Come on, Adam. We had, yeah, Adam, be a be a Michigan man. Be be like Harbaugh. Be like be like Brady. Be a Michigan man. Ruining all my Bengals talk. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure we'll get plenty plenty of Bengals talk. Just taken away. In the coming up hour. <laughs> um I saw a great thing. You you showed me uh, the only two people to have ever beaten Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. Oh, facts. Love it. Facts. There's only he's only lost three playoff games, so two to Tom Brady, one to Joe Burrow. Let's get into some Tom Brady stats, which you know, like some of those things. I guess maybe not take it for granted, but you didn't really know that he was accumulating that many stats, and someone tells you one, and you're like, really? There's about a thousand of those for Tom Brady. Yeah, I think. One one notable one. You mean to start off? For yeah, you? yeah, yeah. I think that one of the the craziest ones was was it more passing yards and touchdowns in his forties and his twenties? Uh yes, it. yes. He had twenty two thousand yeah. passing yards in his forties, one hundred sixty eight touchdowns in his twenties. He had twenty one thousand yards and one hundred forty seven touchdowns. He also had three Pro Bowls in his twenties, eleven Pro Bowl, ten Pro Bowls in his thirties, and two Pro Bowls in his forties. Yeah, his thirties is where he where he came on. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, he had three Super Bowls in his 20s. He had two Super Bowl wins in his 30s and had two Super Bowl wins in his 40s. 40s are really... He's crushing it. He won Super Bowl 35. At, no, excuse me. He won Super Bowl 36 and won Super Bowl 55. Are those just not jumping off the page? Is your brain having a hard time computing? Here's another one. Wait, um, I have to hear that, ma- hear that math again. Is that 19? Say it one more time. 19 years apart. 19 years apart. He won Super Bowl 36 and 55. Speaking of Super Bowls, he's been to 10, which is 18% of the entire Super Bowls ever. Ever. And he's won 13% of them. That's nuts. That's crazy. So Joe Montana, who's got four Super Bowls, if you look at his accumulated stats, he's Joe Montana threw for 46,000 yards, which you have to kind of take that for a grain of salt, the way offenses are set up these days. But 318 touchdowns and joe montana won 16 playoff games compared to tom brady and i've lost all the stats on this page because there's so many numbers and they're so confusing um his passing yards eighty-four thousand. super bowls seven pro bowls 15 super bowl super bowl appearances 10 uh and it has 35 playoff wins that's almost double every single one of joe montana's categories how many touchdowns Oh, how many touchdowns total? 624. Mike Evans gave away one of his touchdowns, his last touchdown he ever threw, and his 600th touchdown. Wow. Mike Evans, trainer, agent of chaos? <clears throat> Mike Evans? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 100%. The, Does last, he, the last touchdown? His last touchdown and his 600th touchdown earlier this season. Or oh, last that's right. season. The one where he accidentally gave the ball away. Yeah, so there, there's that little there's that little Mike Evans wrinkle who might work for a uh, – souvenir fan and gives the gives the uh ball to souvenir fan so he can turn a profit on it get a little commish here's the thing is yeah, sec, second only um and also speaking of receivers only sec are in the in their 40s he's the second highest receiving player in nfl history behind jerry rice mike evans is no tom brady sorry oh we'll tom brady to tom, i was like brady. i was like i don't i think mike evans is like 29 <laughs> <laughs> that confused Tom Brady me. had one reception in his 40s. Jerry Rice had a few, but they're the only two that have ever had a reception in their 40s. Well, he did drop that important one against the Eagles. That's true. That's so he would have Was it a... important, though? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it the Eagles that did it, or did the Eagles steal that play after the Super Bowl before the Eagles beat the Patriots? When Tom the Brady Eagles used that play. That's right. Who did Tom Brady drop a pass to? One of the Super Bowls he lost. Yes. I forget. I can't yeah, they that. just showed it in Man in the Arena. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, all right, I'll have to watch it. Now, now, that now, he's that he's re- now that he's retired, I'm ready to start watching. And I've mentioned that broken down into his 20s, 30s, and 40s. He's basically in his 20s. He had a Hall of Fame career with three <clears throat> Super Bowl wins. In his 30s, two Super Bowls. Um, and in his 40s, he had two Super Bowls. With all the stats I just listed before, that's three Hall of Fame careers. And he led the league this year with, like I said last week, with 5,000-plus passing yards and 43 pass TDs. He's going out with a little more in the tank as opposed to what we saw from Phillip Rivers or an Eli Manning or in this year in particular Ben Roethlisberger who couldn't pick up his feet fast enough to hand it off to Najee Harris. No, it's crazy to think he's 40, 44 and he's going out like Barry Sanders. Like although Barry Sanders was like twenty seven or twenty eight, he's going out with a lot more to, a lot more to give uh, talent wise. Like he didn't, he did say he was going to retire when he sucks, but he decided not to do that. He didn't want to see himself, you know, crumble and turn into a turn into a pumpkin all of a sudden on the field. He got out of there before 
went to go hang out with his supermodel uh, wife who happens to be richer than he is. Basically, yeah. a... no, it's wild though. I mean, he re- he reinvented himself. Twenties, thirties, forties, like twenties, he was in his twenties. He was kind of like you know three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl appearances. You know, he he always kind of uh, got that system quarterback. Is it just Belichick? And then he kind of said f that, grew his hair out, turned into a badass, started making it. You know, MVP campaigns with mm. Randy Moss, Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez, um, <clears throat> and, and some others. So he started slinging the ball around like Dan Marino, and then. In his 40s, he kind of got a little grizzled and went to the NFC. Started being a Brett Favre of sorts, and but he uh, didn't didn't uh, keep the retirement uh, rumors out there like publicity like Favre did. He was much more of a, a gentleman about about that. I'd say think about Mike Evans even now. He just gave away his last touchdown pass. <laughs> he was like he was like man, that was pretty sweet. Here you go, kiddo. Plenty more of those to come. Wait, what? Um. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how much more we can beat the Tom Brady drum, drum especially on this this late in the news cycle coming out on Friday. He retired when? The, over the weekend, kind of? That's when yeah, I was like, mentally prepared to to witness a retirement? Yeah, it was like a, I feel like it was leaked early – or sorry, late Saturday night or early Sunday morning. It was before the game started, and it seemed like that was when it was like he was um, – because I was surprised. I was like, I think that Tom Brady would be the one, and he ended up being the one who did not want to do it up against games and be be a butthole um putting himself after second to the nfc and afc uh championship games this is because he's respect for football because he has respect for football disrespects the game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah full of deflated balls broken cell phones missing cell phones uh drunk throwing lombardi trophies kissing his little boy not eating strawberries um lots of lots of images along the way so, so so many memories so many <laughs> it's very funny how he went from uh hero in 2001 to villain for about 10 years and then he went to tampa bay and i was like okay you're pretty good i mean you don't beat the yeah. saints in the regular season so it doesn't really bother me but whatever tom brady just couldn't just couldn't beat the saints it it was just it was just the, nobody likes boston sports fans except boston sports fans and you know he was attached to spygate because of belichick had nothing to do with him so he was kind of like Anakin Skywalker when you think about it. Like in the in the he was in his Vader costume when he was a, when he was a Patriot. The Emperor is Belichick, and once he shed his Vader costume, he became Anakin Skywalker again on the Bucks, and everybody liked him. Nerd. Um. So let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. I see that face you're giving me, but I think I think people can relate. I got a four letter word for you. Okay. <laughs> so wait, does that make Mike Evans Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> yes now we're getting yes, somewhere he is the, yeah the the, the the lovable comic relief yeah Under, undercover sith lord <laughs> me no no me didn't know it was your last football missing don't give her the ball back <laughs> <laughs> oh god jar jar binks we had a, we had a buddy on my um basketball team we called jar jar binks because he flailed around so much he's pretty good honestly he's the best player on our team uh <laughs> That says that's anything. Not a, that's See, not just trashing the best guy, just like Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. just I just take him down. Heart. Take him down a notch. All right, let's huddle up. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you were stuck on, your quote slash question of the week. Trainer, what is your good news of the week? Oh, America's new team. I think this is like the first Super Bowl in forever where I I feel like nobody has any beef with the Bengals. America's team. <laughs> that's true. Done sports talks. He's on Sports Talk's collective AFC team now. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Like I'm so excited for Adam. I'm excited for uh, the Jonathan India. The, I feel like the love train started with him. We have, we've had Adam on two shows in a row. We've keep, kept this thing going. Um, yeah. The, the, the Bengals had, sorry, the Jaguars had better odds to go to the Super Bowl according to, you know, uh, fan of the show, Las Vegas odds yeah. before the season started. Couldn't believe that. And um, wild really? ride. Is that true? The Jags had. Yes, yes, yes. Fact. Savages. That is stunning. Yeah. That is well, stunning. He... First year head coach, rookie quarterback. Yeah, Urban Meyer. He had that. He had that shine before the season. The unknowns. They had Zach Taylor as number one hot seat coach. He's getting fired if they don't do nothing. Um, yeah, I, Jaguars were had better odds. The Bengals were on the bottom. I think it was like Jets, Texans, Lions. Bengals, Jags, in that order. So, yeah. can we say that Joe Burrow is in the 2001 Tom Brady category, where everyone kind of likes the handsome new guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're there. So when yeah. when do we turn on Adam? Is what I'm really trying he's, to get he's at. He's not here. quite. He's not quite as round as Tom Brady's face was back then. Yeah, more chiseled features. He's a little bit more chiseled. Why? Why is it? And that. All of the entire country and probably half of LA is going for the Bengals. Exactly what Graham just said. We're the underdogs. We've never been a th- no, yeah, we've no, never been a no, threat to anybody. Yeah, I'm just trying to think back. Like you know, the last few years, like people hate Jackson uh, Patrick Mahomes' brother, Jackson Mahomes. So nobody likes the Chiefs. The 49ers, they've they, when they had Garoppolo, they played the Chiefs. Nobody wants the 49ers to win. They had too many Super Bowls already. Uh, the Patriots, duh. The Seahawks, people don't like Russ and Russ cooking, and he's cheesy. Um, I mean, it, there's just like I'm thinking of you know the Rams are in L.A. Jared Goff, like he stinks. I just don't think I I've seen a team like the Bengals come around in a long time where nobody dislikes them. Right, I would agree. I mean, I I love them. I know. <laughs> I love them. I know you. They're agree. my favorite. I know you agree. Um, but I also think that it comes down to. You know, L.A. has traditionally not been the most supportive fan base city. Well, Lincoln Riley just got there, so he's going to turn that around. Yeah, well, Pasadena. It's a suburb. L.A., bad football town. They were away against the San Francisco Giants, or San Francisco Giants, San Francisco 49ers in SoFi Stadium during the NFC Championship game. So I was like, come on, bad football town. You know what? I think that's going to change during the Super Bowl, though. Because Cincinnati will replace all those SF fans? Nope. Nope. I think the Rams will outweigh the Bengals fans. Um, and I'm getting ahead of myself on my stuck on. But it's just so expensive to go yeah. to the Super Bowl. It's, it's five figures for seats. It's uh, the cheapest. I just checked on Ticketmaster. Uh, the cheapest ticket I found in Section 524. The nosebleeds. Yeah. I didn't even know there was section. I didn't even know there was 500 sections. I thought it was only one went up to three. Exactly. Yeah. There's a 500 section. And how much are they going for? 4,600. And I think it was the top. I think it was the top seat. I can't wait to uh, see the all those guys that carry ladders through the gates acting like they're working and they get sideline tickets and make their way into the locker room. Those videos <laughs> after every Super Bowl crack me up. They're like, no, uh, working. We'll just need this ladder to... Uh, do some things, and they're like, "Oh, come on in, guys! You you look look like the working man." And they end up like on the podium during the trophy ceremony. Yeah, exactly. I mean, wait, that's what y'all should do. 
No, I, I already have a plan to get in. Um, Teton Art Services. Teton Art Services. Oh, hey, we, true. We, were scheduled to, we were scheduled to bring the statue in today. Whoops. Yeah, no, we, you know what? We, we got to change Lombardi. a light. We got to change a bulb on the Megatron. Yeah. Or hey, whatever mm-hmm. it's called. Hey, these uh, these sponsors aren't putting up the dough. We're going to replace this sign up here next to this uh, this mega, mega, I almost said Megatron. It's just going to be Jumbotron. A, it's just going to be a picture of Harambe. Just a picture of our sweet prince <laughs> overlooking the field. We're going to we're gonna cover up AT&T, Coors Light, whoever you will, <laughs> Budweiser, doesn't matter, Harambe. Just, just his eyes, too, you know, just so everyone's like, is that a, what is is that a that? gorilla? What is that? Is that a Harambe? Adam, what's your good news of the week? Um, well, now that Graham has already prompted me for the Super Bowl, the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. Big um, news, breaking news. Prompted, prompted, good word. I, I'm glad you didn't <laughs> use the word stole. Um, which is absolutely my best news of the week. Um, I'm going to give you a, a, a new one here. Okay. Um, oh. Skittles brought back the lime green flavor. I'm not a... <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Yes, of course. I'm not much of a Skittles guy, and I have not seen the lime green in since it went away. I missed the entire absence of the lime green. Yeah. When well, did when we, did lime green get canceled? I didn't know that happened. No idea. Eminem, um, did Eminem's cancel them? Maybe. I, I have no idea. Um, I'm, you know, during hunting season, I like somehow I found some Skittles in my pack. I think my kid maybe dropped them in there from like. I don't know how, but I just found some Skittles and I was walking, chasing elk, and I found these Skittles and they were so juicy and bright, and just delicious. just so uplifting. Like oh, it's it's just, it's just melted sugar that they've like yeah, cooled down to room temperature in a solid shape. Delicious flavors on, and so I always just assumed that the that it was lime until I started buying Skittles myself this past season. And you just I, saw you just saw you so much time. The, the you needle got so much time on your hands. I was looking at the back of the pack and said, "It's green apple." And I was like, "What? That what is going on?" on? Had no idea. And then yesterday, went to the, you know, went to Maverick, grabbed some Skittles, just cause, why not? Yeah, hey, I needed some bright. Needed some it's rainbow. Bengals are in the Super Bowl. You don't have to. You don't have to justify buying yeah. Skittles to me. And boom, OG lime flavor. So we got that. <laughs> not all skyline is half off and lime green skittles are back i i love that your backup good news was skittles <laughs> <laughs> my good news of the week did y'all see brian kelly doing his terrible dance with uh okay. the tight end danny danny lewis did you see this trainer i hate everything about brian you know kelly. i did massey i was i was cringing i almost had the joker smile i was cringing so hard it hurt me to watch. And after his video went viral, Danny Lewis was like, yeah, I'm going to go uh, take my talents to Tuscaloosa. And he signed with Alabama. <laughs> Amazing. Just how much Amazing. does that hurt? You know, just like it's it's he's the, the podium is a little too tight for two men to stand on. They were mm-hmm. at an awkward angle. Oh, man. They're dancing. The like, 360 video with them in the center and. Could you yeah, imagine being an 18 year old kid and being a, on your official visit and they're like, hey, stand on this stage we have with a bunch of lasers and music? Well, could you imagine going from being recruited by Ed Ogeron to Brian Kelly? Yeah, that's a whole different story. Polar opposites. Ed Ogeron Not goes good. into your mom's living room and orders this, a second serving of gumbo when he's finished with it. Like, he's so much more likable than Brian Kelly. 
Brian Kelly is probably a vegan. Oh, when you go, do when, not when like you're recruited Brian by Kelly. when you're recruited by Ed Ogeron, you're going fishing. When you're recruited by Brian Kelly, you might be sleeping with the fishes. Ooh, a nice, yeah, a nice that. little jab at Brian Kelly and his uh, mm-hmm. murder, his his uh, murder <laughs> accusations. Yep. Um, we go ahead. I think since I've been on the show, we've we've had at least one a week with Brian Kelly. No murder accusations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a which, Ray Lewis one. Yeah, you'd never forget. And we, I mean, we talked about Aaron Hernandez. Aaron no, Hernandez seven minutes ago. I mean, uh, Urban Meyer. Lady. He's got blood on his yeah, ass. Certainly. The lady who didn't uh, handle her ch- toddler in 2016 that had the had Harambe put down. Oh, sweet prince. Oh, oh what the about farmer. the uh, what about the former ex lady of the night that had a mon- that had a teenager be bit by one of her pet monkeys? <laughs> I forgot about. Oh yeah, <laughs> do you remember this? No, you know, no. Oh my god, uh, Texas. Um, yeah, it was so special teams coordinator. Yeah, special teams. Uh, yeah. They threw a Halloween party. The special teams coordinator had left his wife for a uh, for an escort or uh, a dancer. Her name and was the Pole Assassin. I yes, think. stage name Pole Assassin, not legal yes, name, not Christian name, not birth name. And Pole Assassin's monkey bit this kid on the hand at a Halloween party and drew blood. And it was a big. <laughs> it lasted. It was hot for like twenty four to thirty six hours. It was great news. Great part of the news cycle. Mid season. Am I breaking news to you? No, <laughs> I I remember it now, but so I'm just saying we we we'd go for the blood and gore and true crime on this podcast. He said he's had bingles and skittles on the brain, so a lot of stuffs happened since then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about sweet Harambe, sweet poor Harambe, critical number trainer, seven. Uh go ahead, <laughs> seven Super Bowls by Tom Brady. Ben that's a, that's, Roethlisberger. That's how many hamburgers he can eat in one sitting. in a sitting at once. Ben, no, n- neither. But yes, Ben Roethlisberger's number, Tom Brady's number of Super Bowls. This is Joe Burrow in reference to Joey Burr. He is the seventh quarterback in history to make a Super Bowl in his first two seasons. The other six: Dan Marino, Kurt Warner. Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, Thomas Brady, and Colin Kaepernick. That's fantastic. Elite, elite company there. Colin elite. Kaepernick under the uh, – That's a party. Jim Harbaugh under his leadership. Mm-hmm. Harbaugh, yep. Who right. threw a fader out three downs in a row to try to win the Super Bowl and whiffed every single time. Yeah, Crabtree just couldn't couldn't get his hands on him. Well, was, uh, the fade route is out of football now. You don't see many people run the fade anymore. Uh, What? In the back of the end zone, the fade, I, I don't think it's as prevalent in football anymore. It's dying. How about that? It's not dead. It's dying. No, I think it's evolved. It's no longer a, a back corner pass. It's now a back shoulder fade. Okay. So it's not yeah. as, it doesn't run as deep and it doesn't go as high. It's more that's, of a... I stand corrected. Because that's how Jamar thinking. Chase and Joe Burrow tied the game up this weekend. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I guess what I'm thinking of is... Uh, you're thinking of one of those like lob passes, like. yeah, rain rainbow passes, and who who picked him off the Niners to pick off the Seahawks? Picked off Russell Wilson, Sherman. Sherman, there it is. It picked was a that Sherman after a tip. Yeah, Sherman. It was a Sherman tip ball into like Cam Chancellor caught it. I can't remember, but yeah, Adams right. It's like the Kelsey touchdown against the Bills. It's kind of a right shoulder, yeah, instead of left shoulder, like turn <laughs> all the way around as a receiver. It's like a right shoulder catch now that's like on the sideline. 
That's a good point. I'll, I will. Yeah, I will stand. I will stand corrected. Yeah, uh, watch some football. Watch some. Football. <laughs> Adam, your critical number of the week: forty. Forty years. I don't know. That actually checks out. <laughs> All right. So far, uh, that so was good. not. That was not the. That was not it. But forty years since our first Super Bowl appearance. Mm. 1981. Oh, we're doing math? No. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> don't 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 put that on me. That was too much pressure. We're right there. You're that's a good one. All right. 40 years since when? Or 40 what? 40 points that Evan McPherson, the rookie kicker for the Bengals, has scored in the postseason this year. Whoa. He had four kicks against the Chiefs. Four against the Raiders in the wild card. Yeah. Four against the Titans. Four against the Chiefs. So that's 36 and then f- four touchdowns. Four extra. Oh, four extra points. PATs, yeah. And you're, not, you're, not, you're not even including in fantasy football, you get an extra point for 50 yarders. Ex- yes. So many, Very many true. more points. That's incredible. I mean, it just goes to show you that three points is worth three points and three it's points. worth paying someone to get you those three points every Absolutely. time you're in within 50 yards. So here's why that other number is important. It is the second most in a season in the history of the NFL, behind only the GOAT, Adam Vinatieri. Oh, really? Rookie year. And just ahead of Larry Fitzgerald. What? Who had like 36 points in one postseason. Did Larry Fitzgerald's been to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I think they lost to the Steelers. Oh, is that right? That That was a great Super Bowl. Yep. Kurt Warner. Dude, Kurt Warner. Bagging groceries. He's got a he's got a movie coming out. Sean Payton, Kurt Warner, Tom Tom Brady on the same year. Did you watch the Sean Payton one? I didn't get to it. Not yet. You know, it's what? a great it's a great family flick. We put it on with the kids when the kids are awake. Um wait, Adam saw it first? Wow, what a mm. <laughs> I actually who, went who, the likeness who and who, the likeness who, who, of who, Kevin James James to Sean Payton, not exactly, you know. Eh. Sean Payton's slimmer. I mean, Sean Payton has a coach's body. Like, you sit there and dip all day and eat Tell Andy Reid that. Andy Reid is a world-class eater. He goes to a restaurant and orders, like, I'll take the ribeye times two. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, the double-decker ribeye? Like, we don't serve that here. It's like, the 74-ounce steak challenge. Yeah. He That's go- his. He goes to the panhandle of Texas and goes to whatever big big Texas steaks. Oh, he have to go anywhere. Kansas City barbecue. I'm actually, yeah, that was a good thing. I was always worried that Big Red would have a one heart attack before he had one Super Bowl ring. So I'm glad he's still still kicking in Kansas City. Great barbecue. Oh, so much hate being tossed around right now. My critical number. Oh, speaking hate. speaking hate. of hate, I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, speaking of hate, 43 days uh, till March Madness. Austin Davis resigns as Auburn's offensive coordinator without even coaching one practice after 43 days. Wow. He's the fourth offensive coordinator in four years at Auburn. Mike Bobo in 21, Chad Morris in 20, Kenny Dillingham in 19. Auburn is heading towards obscurity, which makes me happy as as their rivals, Alabama and Georgia, are as dominant as ever. And I'm predicting, well, Texas A&M I think is a shoe in here, but Texas A&M, LSU, Arkansas, and my wild card, Mississippi State, will all finish above Auburn next season. Love it. The – it's just so funny to watch them struggle with a uh, with a um, what am I trying to say? Coaching staff that's coming all from the Northwest. Like, excuse me, uh, Davis 
Austin Davis is from Seattle, and we have their head coach, Brian uh, Herson from Boise State, and they just cannot, cannot figure it out. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I didn't know Auburn's head coaches at the moment. Why are they, why are they hiring all this Mountain West Pac-12 blood? They just want to go out on a limb. I don't think they can hire within the SEC. They lost their defensive uh, coordinator to Oklahoma State. Like, if you're an SEC team, you're not losing defensive coordinators to go take the same job at a Big 12 school. And Oklahoma State's yeah. not even going into the SEC. Derek Mason retired after, I don't know, not retired, but went and took the OK State job. Is that so? He took this. Is that before this last season when Oklahoma State was like a top tier defense? Oklahoma State's uh, defensive coordinator is now in the Big Ten. Where did he land? Uh, um, he took a he took a head coaching job. I forgot where it was. Oh, okay, I missed that. Yeah, that guy that guy deserved a promotion after that season. He went to uh, he took the defensive coordinator job at Ohio State. Not sure where that guy went. I can't keep up with all the coaching carousel. It's just. It's just nuts out there in the college football landscape right now, especially with NIL. Did you see uh, Jimbo Fisher's uh, interview today, Adam? I did. Just sounding off about NILs and like how their funds get distributed. It's a wild west out there right now. Well, he's talking about how it for people to make the assumption that players are changing their their declarations or they're transferring based on NIL money. Uh, he just he thinks that it undermines the work that they're doing. Players coach. I love Jimbo. Because you saw Caleb Williams shop around for a little bit before he joined Lincoln Riley at USC. He was rumored to be talked about going to Wisconsin, and the rumor mill was saying that Wisconsin mm-hmm. boosters were putting an NIL package together for him, which is just going to be the, the new norm of college football. We're, we're going to come up with – boosters are going to come up with skeleton companies and – and charities that these guys are going to represent and just get money flowing straight into their pockets. Yeah. I mean, hell, we, Massey, maybe we can be head coaches in the metaverse. And yeah. And it'll be tax exempt, dude. They'll be like, no, oh, my man. charity. I gave, I gave my charity, which is represented by Caleb Williams, uh, $10 million. Uncle Sam, cut me a check. Give me a break. Yeah. But Jimbo Fisher's ready to fight someone. Jimbo Fisher. I, I like it. I mean, he also, there's also a comment that Nick Saban goes, We've never paid any of our players, and we're like, Nick, just don't, just don't chime in here. Mm-hmm. Just don't chime in. Quiet. Not right, not Quiet. right now, dude. Not right now. Every every used car dealership in Alabama just shuttered. They're like, don't bring any attention. Have you seen the parking lot at the stadium before practice? Holy smokes, it's loaded with Range Rovers and all sorts of stuff. So don't uh, <laughs> don't be coming over here saying we haven't paid anybody before because they're gonna look at us a little bit closer. But I also like the fact that Jimbo Fisher is straight going after Lane Kiffin. Yeah, because Lane Kiffin, whose social media presence is awesome, but comes out and has unsubstantiated claims of like... He just has a punchable face. He does. He also says, he's like, Ole Miss doesn't have the budget that Alabama players or Alabama and Texas A&M and you name it, LSU, Ohio State, have to to pay their players. And you're like, you're fa- you famously paid your players. Like Ole Miss famously did every, whatever it took to get the number one de- defense for a couple of years there in the country. That's the year they beat Alabama twice without forget who the coach was down there, but they paid Hugh Freeze. Uh, D- oh, Hugh Freeze. Thank you. World class scumbag. DK Metcalf went to Ole Miss. You think DK Metcalf would go anywhere else if he wasn't paid by Ole Miss boosters? AJ I mean, Brown. Yeah. Uh, I believe he was a um, bulldog. Oh, AJ Green, AJ Brown. Okay, here we go. Two colors as a last name, first same name. That was my bad, guys. My bad. Cincinnati is all up in my face right now. That's all I could think of. 
Man, Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs are just living rent-free up in your brain right now, Massey. Of course they are. Then the next guy up. It's going to be lonely on top. <laughs> I'm not afraid of taking shots. People that win championships and all of a sudden I start hating on them big time, it's because yeah. I've been hated. So it's like, oh, it's your turn? They're like, oh, we won. Isn't that great? I'm like, yeah, well, your receivers are transforming out of there because Stetson Bennett's terrible. And they're like, you can't say that. Like, that's how it goes. This is how. Do you remember making fun of Greg McElroy? Do you remember making fun of Kerry Coker? You called him Crater Face. So it's time for me to call the mailman undersized and no one cares. My Wait, turn. Greg McElroy from Tin Cup? Yeah, same guy. Kevin Costner? <laughs> he, he, he did a rookie of the year, but for our college football and played for Nick Saban. Nice part, David. <laughs> Love that movie. Uh, trainer, what is your stuck on? Oh, wait. Have you done Critical Number? Yeah, 40. Okay. Uh, trainer, what is your stuck on? Uh, mine is the ever-so-delicate Brian Flores situation. Um, it's Okay, I'm here little, with you. Yeah, it's getting a little, it's getting a little weird. We'll go over the, 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 the highlights here, or lowlights. <laughs> Bill Belichick. Accidentally texting. So give Brian him, give Flores. him the basic overview too. What oh, yeah. Brian Flores is is uh, is doing here and what what accusations are being made. Yeah, he's rightfully uh, he's he's had it up to here with the the good old boy nature of the coaches in the NFL being ninety nine percent besides Mike Tomlin white. Yeah, and the Rooney Rule being taken advantage of. Uh, he's suing the NFL. He's come out and said the Giants are wrong for what they did, which is the which has to do with the Bill Belichick uh, text situation, um, amongst other things. But yeah, he's basically being he's, he's suing being the NFL. A, he's banging yeah, he's banging a drum for all black coaches right now who are trying to go through the hiring process and saying I'll put my career on hold maybe and be the advocate for this movement, which I think is like, it's a good time for it. I was wondering when this was going to happen. I For I discrimination. Was, I, yeah. The, yeah. The real, that's yeah. the real. Because you were saying, you brought up Bill Belichick's text, but I'll let you Sorry. go into the nuts and bolts of that. But that is a damning situation there. Yeah, 100%. I was wondering when like someone's going to be said, because I was like, yeah, after, uh, I forgot his name already, because Houston let him go so quickly. Uh, the Houston Texans, they fired a coach who was black. Uh, Brian Flores got fired now we know why because he was being offered a hundred thousand dollars per game allegedly by uh miami's owner forgot his name steven ross yeah ross to lose and yeah put into a situation where he went on a seven or eight game winning streak with tua sorry massey Tua tungo vialoa as their uh, quarterback a seven game winning streak and got fired for that with an under with an overachieving team in the middle of a season so but underachieving team to begin with yeah i mean Underachieving, underachieving. Sorry, that, that is, that's not pertinent. I'm just saying, Dolphins are supposed to be better. They were, supposed were to be better. they? I, I just think they're such a dumpster fire of a franchise that when they have success, and by success, I mean they 500. Had three first I round picks last year. Yeah, two years ago, and they still three. have more. They offered them all to the Bengals to get Joe Burrow. Sorry, sorry, Miami. Our soul is yeah, not for sale. Yeah, and that's one thing where like Brian Flores decided to win more games. Despite the the um, beside, despite what it what the owner wanted him to do, which gave them the opportunity, took away the opportunity to draft Joe Burrow, and then they ended up with Tua. So you know, kind of a detriment to the team's roster. It's not his fault. He's not the GM. So I guess what you're saying to bring back the Bill Belichick red flag is Bill Belichick was texting with um, who who do the Giants is hire Brian, Brian Dabble. So Brian Dabble 
Bill Belichick mixed him up, thought that Brian Flores was getting hired by the Giants and said, congratulations for getting the New York Giants job. And Brian Flores, in return, said, I haven't even interviewed yet. And there's kind of this confusing text back and forth. And Bill said, oh, I read the headline wrong or I read the text wrong or wherever he was getting his information and said, I'm sorry about that. And Brian Flores had to go into the New York Giants front office and know that he was not getting the job before his interview. Uh, Bill Belichick accidentally texted the wrong ex-employee because Brian Dabble also was under the Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick coaching umbrella. He texted the wrong former employee, Brian Dabble, Flores, thinking it was Dabble saying congratulations, said, oops, wrong Brian. And then Flores found out he was just going in for a fake interview. And so that kind of dovetails well with my quote of the week. And you were saying that Brian Flores was refusing to tank in 2019 after Stephen Ross was offering $100,000 per loss. He said, that's not in my DNA. That was never going to happen, which Brian Flores is a former player. And that yeah. just speaks to the testament of like, no, these guys are playing football and I'm going to, and my job is to win football games. So guess what? This is what you hired me to do. And this is how I'm going to do it. And he said, why don't you go back there and return a kickoff or a punt? Yeah. And have those guys run at you and tell me that it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's that's another that's a second part of that quote that's so good. It's like just trust me. This this is something here. And uh, did you see that the uh, that the Browns Hugh Jackson had a similar thing situation with Jimmy Hassan of the uh, ownership yeah. of the Browns. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, there's yeah. It's definitely one of those things where he lost so right. much that he should be loaded. Right. He doesn't need to coach <laughs> yeah, again. Exactly. Yeah, I mean they went zero and sixteen. Yeah. Is that 160,000? Is that oh my is that 1.6 million dollars? <laughs> they On went t- 1 and 15 and 0 oh and 16 in back-to-back seasons. 3 million dollars? Hugh. <laughs> Here's the thing <laughs> is if I If someone said you have to lose every game for 3 million bucks, I'd be like sign me up. Where do I do this? <laughs> I actually love Hugh because he was with the Bengals before he took the Browns job. He was our right. offensive coordinator um under Marvin Lewis and all the players loved him. I felt really bad for him when he went to the, you know, the mistake on the lake. Um, Smelly city. River catches on fire. River literally know, in Cleveland caught on fire. The entire place is a dumpster fire. The entire... Economy's based on LeBron James. I mean, they're the Browns. They, they're in a lot of Aflac commercials, though. They are. Aflac's pouring money into uh Well, it's Cleveland. because Baker... That's State Farm. You're thinking of Alabama. Alabama's no. Aflac. Oh, is that is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. I forget. I forget who what insurance What's Baker? company. Progressive? Is yes, Baker Progressive? Saban. Oh no, Progress. Sorry. State Farm. Yeah. Progress State Farm is uh Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. Progressive is Baker Mayfield. Nick Saban is Affleck. There we go. There it is. Is it progressive? Yeah, it's progressive. <laughs> what does he do? Who cares? <laughs> it's Baker Mayfield. Yeah. It's, it's progressive. It's not flow, it's Baker. What is your stuck on, Adam? Um, we touched on it earlier, but it's the price of Super Bowl tickets. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. Here we are. Here we are. The average Joe team. That's when. Oh, here we go. Dodgeball. The average <laughs> Joe's versus Globo Gym at SoFi Stadium. At SoFi. Is SoFi a cryptocurrency? Currency? I don't know. It's a credit card company, I believe, but I think they do allow cryptocurrency to be a part of their capital. I, I'm not. That's, what is this? That's an ad, loose. Graham? Yeah, no free ads. Get bro. Whoa, yeah. what's that? Is that a is randomly a SoFi banner drop down in your feed behind you? That is so. 
I didn't know they made curtains SoFi themed. Trader? I'm down at I'm down in Austin, Silicon Valley of the South, brother. Oh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> just spread the wealth. We need to pay Todd for his five years of uh, servanthood that we've keep promising to. We've kept kicking that t- can down the road. Yeah, four thousand bucks for a nosebleed section. That seems over the top. What did you see any numbers that were decent tickets? No, not a single one. I saw um, something that flashed across my feed that was like thirty eight thousand dollars. So the average ticket price when you take the nosebleeds at forty six hundred, and then you know this is a brand new three billion dollar stadium that they got to pay for. Yeah. Or what? I don't know. It's, that's don't why know. the NFL's rigged. They had to pay for the stadium. So I don't they know put the how. The Super Bowl. Pri- I don't know how they determine these prices. Um, but you know, I thought that there was going to be like a public on sale, like a lottery system. You know, like we would do for fish shows. Relatable. Yep. <laughs> panic shows. Yeah. Actually, you just you just walk up and they let you in at yeah, panic shows. They're like, oh, you're here. <laughs> you wake them up and they're like, oh, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, um, we're selling tickets. You can just walk in. But, you know, I thought there was going to be at least like a couple thousand. I mean, that place has to hold, what, 70,000 at least. Yeah, I would say it's up there. So I was, I was thinking there was going to be at least 5,000 per team that would just – or like 10,000 total that would just go yeah. to public on sale for a normal price – you know, maybe elevate it a little bit. Like, I would pay, I would pay six hundred bucks for a ticket to yeah. go to the Super Bowl. Average Joe. Average Joe, and that you know that would sting me a bit. But I would, you know, after thirty-eight years of you know not this, going to the Super Bowl, of not going to the Super Bowl, yeah, I would absolutely do that. Seventy thousand is the capacity. Seven seven thousand seventy thousand yeah. two hundred fifty or something. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say SoFi was definitely trying to campaign for an Olympic at some point. Go ahead, Adam. It's just it's just nuts, and I um, I feel bad for you know the other Bengals fans out there that aren't you L- know LA's living in rich LA. And famous. Yeah, it just you know it's our first chance in 31 years to experience this, and you know the the Bengals ownership actually sent in a request to the NFL to host a watch party at Paul Brown Stadium. Which let me note, it's called Paul Brown Stadium. Still same ownership from the Browns. Yep. What? Why do you get it? Don't bring that. Well, up. I'm sorry. You, you yes, the Browns what? are named after Paul Brown, who started the Browns. We don't talk about them anymore. <laughs> Was he just like flipping NFL tra- franchises? Like people flip houses? On- no, his uh, he started the first team, and then his investors kicked him out from being head coach, general manager of the Browns. So he was like, you know what? I got. <laughs> I got two I'm going fingers, to Cincinnati, and I'm going to the second bl- best place in Ohio. Yep, Cincinnati. No, the best place. The best place in in Ohio. All that dirty money in Columbus. You don't want to go there. No, blood on their hands. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, so the Bengals still called Paul Brown Stadium. There's no SoFi. There's no whatever Progressive. they. Yeah. There's no corporate sponsorship. No. It's it's a homegrown. This is a. This is a team that you can all get behind. This is a family-run organization, still owned by the Brown family. You don't have to pitch me to be a Bengals fan. Everybody, I'm talking everybody. to the radio world. <laughs> you listeners out there. Um, yeah, so they pitched the NFL on having a watch party. And the NFL said, nope. Roger Goodell. Can't do it. But you know what they did do is they let the Rams wear an alternate jersey. Which they just announced yesterday, and you shared with me via our. Uh, that our is a thread, That uh, is a throwback uniform. The white 
blue and yellow. Is it? And not the mother of pearl ivory. Because their uniforms were ugly they call this year. It, they call it bone on bone. That's lame. Is the color. Reminds they, me of uh, Patrick Bateman, you know, American Psycho scene with the business cards. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> bone on bone. So, because the Bengals, who knows what they chose, but I, there was the possibility that we could wear our orange uniforms, which are our alternates. Electric. Mm-hmm. And what they're wearing the black ones. We're in black, black jerseys, white pants with orange stripes, orange socks. You should just break out the Siberian Tiger uniforms for the Super Bowl. They won't let us. Oh yeah, because the helmets always have to be the same. Yep. That's lame. Until possibly next year, I think they're talking about doing one game where you can change the helmet. Like, how do the Bengals helmets are the best in the biz? They are. And if they did a white tiger helmet, it'd be sweet. It'd be sick. It also remember those uh, folders that all the. All, all the kind of the weird kids had, including myself, of like Siberian tigers, like skidding down rainbows, riding unicorns and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Lisa Frank. Lisa Frank. Is that who that was? Shout <laughs> yeah. out Lisa Frank. I haven't thought about you since I went to the Scholastic Fair in the fifth grade. Great <laughs> lady. Skittles. Yes. Skittles. Throwback. Yeah. All right, my stuck on because we got to keep moving here. My stuck on is Jim Harbaugh is going back to Michigan after window shopping with some NFL teams. He missed National Signing Day to take an interview by the Vikings. And what I'm stuck on is the fact that Michigan said, go ahead, go take a look. They didn't counteroffer anything that the NFL franchises were uh, telling Jim, and Jim decided that. He said, no, I'll stick around with Michigan. I'm not sure, and Trainer way in this, what this looks like to the players, especially after the interview, after they got – beat down by Georgia, Jim Harbaugh said, oh, this is just the beginning. We're, this is just a stepping stone in my in the Michigan football lore or future or whatever. And the players then have to see his coach fly, fly private to Minnesota and, and take a couple of interviews? Take a nine-hour interview. A nine-hour? No. The, what do they have, a sleepover? Yikes. <clears throat> yeah, it sounds like Jim Harbaugh. They, they're like, he's they like, I definitely usually play. had a mid-morning nap. Yeah, they're like, well, I usually play video and games this tea, time of day. Some crumpets, yeah. mid-morning nap. Do you take a break? A nine-hour interview. What trainer? What do you do for nine hours? For what do I do for nine hours straight besides work? Um, I don't, I'd say probably Jim Harbaugh was like, let me go out and run some routes, put my put my uh, receiver gloves on. <laughs> Yeah, let me let time. me test the field turf down here. See what I like. See if I like it. Yeah. Let me get my khakis dirty. Yeah, he's like, is this artificial grass? Hmm. Hmm. Can't really dig in with my cleats it's not, here. It's not a good look. A little bit of doubt's going to creep in. He was going to go to Minnesota. That's a Michigan rival right there. The Gophers. I know it was the Vikings, but you know, same same state. It's very funny to think that he has been considered for a, almost every single head coaching vacancy. I know the Saints talked about him. They didn't interview him. The Raiders. The the moment the Raiders job head coaching job came up, Jim Harbaugh came up. They're like, you know, he met his wife in Vegas. I'm like, a lot of people meet their wives in Vegas. That is not a that is not that big of a deal. Like, just let that. They were trying to draw all these connections, and I think Jim might probably probably wants too much control or wants a GM role attached to it. I don't know. Jim Harbaugh does not seem like a professional coach anymore. Well, here's the thing though, and I'm I just know about Big Ten football. I'm not trying to defend this guy at all because I love him being at Michigan. He's beat Ohio State once in the past 10 years. Yeah. Has never beaten Michigan State. Does not beat his rivals. Yeah. Um, so he's welcome to stay for life. As, <laughs> far, as, I, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> lifetime contract. Yeah. Lifetime contract, this guy. Um, but he did, before this season, took a big hit from the brass 
at Michigan. Mm-hmm. And they said, we're going to take down, we're going to lower your um, guaranteed payments. It's all going to be incentive-based for your contract from now on. And he said, all right, whatever, it's just money. I mean, that's what he said to the media. Sure. But I think it was kind of this, you know, you're 0-7 against Ohio State, which is a big Big deal. It's a big deal in that rivalry. I mean, Auburn's fired. Auburn fired Tommy Tupperville after an eight-win season because he couldn't beat Alabama. I mean, they literally uh, fired Woody Hayes, one of the greatest coaches in Ohio State history, after he started losing to Bo Schembechler. Yeah. So I mean, it, that exists. Nobody is that exists nobody in is football. Safe. Nobody is safe in that rivalry. And I think that this might have been one of those things. And he brought him back and was like, "Ha." I beat Ohio State, and they're like, cool. Thank you. <laughs> you, you got that smoked by Georgia. We, you actually kind of embarrassed us. We just saw what it's going to take for us to win a national championship, and uh, we're not going to pay you any more money. Yeah, I don't know. It it, uh, it all seems a little fishy. I think they're both kind of like, meh. He also, with Jim Harbaugh, all the incentives that he gained from getting to the college football national championship, from winning the Big Ten, he actually invested back into the school. So he seems like he's trying to become one of the cornerstones – of Michigan by making himself the ultimate Michigan man. And so it just seems like he buttered them up, but in the back of his head he said, remember when y'all were trying to force me out, the fan base was calling for my head, and y'all shopped around a little bit and all those coaching rumors? I don't forget, I'm going to still go shop in the NFL. And it seems kind of like quid bro crow. Quid bro crow. Whatever Latin that is. Quid, quid bro bro. Quid bro bro. bro. Five? I think that's a Marine thing. Actually, I know that's a Marine thing. My dad was but Marine. It's Latin. I've heard. It's still I've Latin, heard. Right? It's still Latin. It's still the same language. <laughs> Trainer, what is your quote slash question of the week? Uh, mine was uh, mine was Danny Lewis has just committed to Alabama. We already LOL, and LOL Brian Kelly. So we already already touched on that. I can go with. How about just go with this? This is not really a quote. It's just a title. The Washington Commanders. Yes, and and that was no doubt. No matter what they unveiled, was going to get some criticism. But the commanders are pretty lame. Yeah. How soon before we started calling them calling them the commies? Right away. I think it already happened. I think because I heard that being thrown around, and I was like, good good one, Al Michaels. But you know what? It's a ode to Commander in Chief being in Washington D.C. President. I get it. I mean, what are the yeah. what are the Cleveland? It's fine. Cleveland's now the baseball team in Cleveland is now the Guardians. The who cares? Yeah, what's, <laughs> sorry, what's, I mentioned what, Cleveland what, for the tenth time on this podcast. What's more inspiring than the United States president? Right, right, yeah, <laughs> really, really go to bat. Oh, what I really wanted to see is all the the dead presidents that race at uh, the Nationals game. I really mm-hmm. want them to start making appearances at the Commander games. Do will oh, they have yeah, a cannon? Yeah. Like Tampa Bay's Those got guys, a cannon. Yeah. They need a job. They need a job. I mean, baseball season, it's in doubt. I mean, they need a job. Yeah, those guys are pitching themselves for half off for Commanders games next season. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, the, if the Nats make the playoffs is one thing, but uh, we'll, we'll, come, we'll come to you in November and have foot races along the outside <laughs> of the uh, field in between quarters. Love it. Uh, Adam, what is your quote slash question of the week? I'm going to pass. Pass. So that we oh, can get. Oh, wow. It's never been done. First time on this show. I love it. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll give it, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, just give it to us. Because I want to get to the – got to get to the AFC Championship game. Oh, oh well, let us uh, – I don't have a quote question. so much time. I, only, I don't have one, so that's that's good to know. Uh, it was Mike Evans and then uh, Brian Flores' quote. So what is your quote question, then we'll move on to the AFC Championship game. So my quote is, our defense plays so hard at all times because we have full faith that Joe can bring us back. 
I know you guys both know plant, it. Plant your flag in the ground. Yep. Is that and, Sam Hubbard or is that the governor? That's Sam Hubbard. Ohio State guy, Cincinnati local. Mm-hmm. Defensive end for the Bengals, number 94. Two sacks in a row, Mahomes, playing quarterback spy? Number one in your hearts, number 94 in your brochures, whatever it's called. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Well uh, done. Yeah, on oh, the sure. internet. Yeah. Um, yeah, two straight sacks. The last two plays uh, before they kicked the field goal, the Chiefs this past weekend. They had first and five. That's got to be concerning if you're a Chiefs fan. They had two first and fives. I mean, first and goals from the five, right? End of halftime and... Oh, that's true. And yeah. uh, So, like, if you can't score right there, don't get too cute with it. Like, just try to get Carlos Olaire up the middle a couple times. Yeah. Bubble screen to Tyreek. I mean, Kelsey's I mean, they, pretty good in the red zone. They did a straight screen to Tyreek on yeah. the end of the first half. That but, seemed a little too cute, like a uh, extended jet sweep. Well, I feel like he looked to the end zone and realized that there was no rush coming at him because there's only four seconds left. Yeah. And so he found the open guy and just didn't realize how quick the Bengals defenders were. And tell me, well, speaking of Bengals defense, tell me how their defense had success against Patrick Mahomes in the second half. Okay, so thank you. There's been some talk this week. Uh, the Bengals went down 21-3 to Yep, in the first half. Should have been should have been twenty eight. Woulda coulda shoulda. Right. That's why they play the game. That's why. That's um, why you play the game. And yeah, Patrick Mahomes had his way in the first half. Uh, the Bengals were rushing four. We were dropping into zone coverage. Zone coverage just means that you cover your area, you mm-hmm. know, around you. Um, no and there's, one up in here. There's there's holes. There's holes in a zone coverage because it's usually two tiers deep. So there's a tier in front of you. There's a tier behind you. People sneak in behind you, in front of you. What if you drop eight? Well, apparently you hold the Chiefs to 84 yards. Oh, I'm sorry. That's an extra yard. 83 yards. Count them up. Count them twice. 83 yards in the second half. (laughs) 83 yards in the second half. Two interceptions. Three points between. And they got the ball first in overtime. So you're saying that the Bengals, Bengals won this game and the Chiefs didn't lose this game? I'm saying both. The Chiefs lost well, because they the Bengals won. <laughs> well, <laughs> statistically, uh, factually speaking, but I'm saying, like, you know the the saying yes. of the, the Chiefs yeah. lost this game, the Bengals didn't win. You're saying yeah, the Bengals heard, beat, this, I, beat the Chiefs. The, the Bengals made the adjustments to make Patrick Mahomes, you know, falter. You know, he didn't just do it on his own. Yeah. He didn't just, like, tank. He was like, oh, I'm having, I've got a 98 QBR. My quarterback rating for the first half is, is 98. You know what? Next half, I'm going to go to 1.4. Yeah, I'm going to sling it around the yard. Yeah. No, this was all induced by the changes that the Bengals made at halftime. And it goes back to the quote I just said by Sam Hubbard. He said that our defense flies around and we play nonstop as hard as we can because we know if we get Joe the ball, he's going to bring us back. And this is we're year we're light years away. Like, I don't even remember who Andy Dalton is anymore. I've never heard of him. If his hair wasn't the sun, I would never even notice. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so let's let's uh, fast forward here and go to look a week ahead to the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford, not the same caliber that Patrick Mahomes is, but arguably he does the no look pass. He's creative with the ball. Cincinnati, have they just seen it all before, or is this going to be a new challenge? It's definitely a new challenge because Zach Taylor, our head coach, came from Sean McVay's staff. 
Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, I did realize that. They had a cup of coffee together. He was a quarterback coach for Jared Goff back then, right? Yep, exactly. Um, And so he kind of learned part of the Bengals' resurgence goes back to the Rams. So we have that culture that he, that Sean McVay, that positivity, that energy that Sean McVay brings. You know, I'm I'm a fan of the Rams as a football fan. I love watching the Rams. I think Cooper Cup's electric. He's electric. OBJ is looking good. Van Jefferson is a great wide receiver. Yep. Cam Akers, Sony Michelle, great Cam running backs. As all the storylines come out of this Super Bowl week, I completely forgot that Cam Akers had an Achilles surgery five months ago. Dude, unreal. Yeah, and he's he's playing well. It's funny. He fumbled the ball. Was it twice at Tampa Bay? Yep. And that just kind of shows you that he's not entirely up to game shape, meaning like he's not clutching the football as much as as he used to be. And I'm sure he's he's definitely in shape, but he's not used to going through practice drills and people hammering the ball out of his hand. That might be the Bengals' best bet. Just go after that football when Cam Akers has it. Derrick Henry kind of style. You yeah. Know, Derrick Henry hadn't played in eight months or eight. No, sorry, eight weeks. Yeah, these guys are just so mo- Dude, modern science. Is well, I mean, you look at Joe Burrow. He just had a complete. He tore every single thing in his knee besides the fluid. Yeah, and they and he was back in nine months, starting the beginning of the season. So starting Super Bowl run, starting our Super Bowl run. This team of destiny. All right, we have two minutes here, trainer Adam. Any last any last thoughts on uh, the Super Bowl? I'm excited. This is a Super Bowl that I'm really stoked for. Don't worry, I'm coming back next week. You guys, you guys. I know where you record. <laughs> you can, you can. I've seen it. We're uh, we're gonna have Super Bowl champion Morgan Cox on with Adam. He's gonna take some. Uh, he's gonna take yeah. some notes. Wow. You're gonna you're I gonna be it. in the presence of greatness. Wow. All pro long snapper. Is he gonna be in studio? I wish he's coming out later in the month. If he's listening now, I'm gonna try to drag him in here. But his his schedule seems pretty packed. A lot of dinners, and a lot of nights out. We'll see. We'll see if we can sneak him away for uh for a quick interview. We're going to hear about how that Titans locker room was after the... That's a question I would like for you to ask him. Just He's been in that situation before. He's been in the league for 12 years. I mean, he's he's got to hate the Bengals. He's a ra- He was a Raven. This is going to be an interesting dynamic. I'm getting more and more excited for this. Ooh, I'm getting a little nervous. <laughs> my antsy and my pantsy. Sports fans, <laughs> that is all the time we have for you this week. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, world's biggest Bingo fan, Adam Chenault, Jordan for Tokyo Drift, Graham Trainer down in Texas, loyal, loyal co-host, Graham Trainer. That's it, and that is all. <laughs>